Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Already 
Wow, he did it. My goodness. This is my first time hearing this song all the way through. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's already getting better. Ah, He did it on my behalf. Ah, That's what we got to confess. Hallelujah. Too many of us are confessing. Child, you know, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And then we wonder why if it ain't one thing, it's another. Because that's our confession. That's been our profession of faith. This is Bible study. I'm Apostle Darlene, and I'm so glad. Hallelujah for another Friday evening. Hallelujah. My spirit man is so excited. Hallelujah. Because every time the people of God come together and we learn this word, God honors it. You know, the Bible says that after the word is preached, that signs and wonders would follow them that believe. And we've seen that happen, glory to God. Even though we can't see each other, glory to God, and I had said that we were going to do it on Zoom so that we could see each other, and I've had meetings and things on Zoom, and they have been so, oh, my goodness. It's like God just adds an extra dimension, and we just feel like a lot closer. But it seems like a lot of people are having a hard time getting on Zoom. But that really is my goal, that for Bible study we have Zoom because um, you can raise your hand, hallelujah, and the person that's, you know, teaching, whether it's me or it could be one of you, because I don't care, you already know that, whoever God wants to use, and that would be blessed if some of you would, you know, have a subject sometime and teach Bible study so I can sit in and I can get blessed. Amen. And you can see the person raise their little hand, hallelujah, so cute, and it's just a blessed time. So that's something I'm still trying to look forward to. Whew, you know, Apostle, I'm always trying to make something different happen. I always try to make it more excellent, something that we can feel better. Just like when you sit in your classroom. You know, a lot of people get in their um there are degrees and things online doing the same thing. Sometimes they're in a virtual classroom, and then sometimes they're just doing it online. And so, you know, this technology, um, our prophet of speeches is teaching me that I got to start, you know, coming on up. I'm trying. <laughs> she, oh, glory to God. I'm used to writing everything down. Hallelujah. I still haven't even gotten up with the typewriter. Uh-huh. But to be honest, um, this might be a little off topic, but when you write the scriptures, glory to God, those of us that teach, we have found that anything that you write down, you remember it more. Hallelujah. And so I've always write my scriptures, my scriptures, my sermons or whatever I'm teaching, I always write it longhand. Sometimes I might have someone, if I'm going out to preach, they might type it up for me or uh, one of my kids or something, you know, so it looks a little neater. Um, but um, basically, I think that's why I do, you know, have so much of the word inside of me because I'm listening to it, I'm hearing it, and I'm writing it. And so for some of you that say, I don't know some scripture, Apostle, but I should be knowing it. And I just think that if you start writing it and meditating and, you know, it'll get inside of you. And then when you really need it, uh, and who doesn't need it? It's right there when you need it. Amen. Hallelujah. We're so blessed today. We're going to take communion together. Glory to God. What a sacred time. What a blessed time. Uh, what an awesome time. Glory to God. Uh, we talk about the Catholic people and, you know, they got a lot of things that's backwards and that's true. But one thing they did get right is that during communion, they believe that Jesus actually, you know, transforms and that he's there. Now, you know, I don't mean literally, but just they really take it um, literally that they believe that that um, uh, the, the cup, glory to God, that you see the priest drinking, they believe that it really turns into the blood. They believe that that host, glory to God, that that's his body. 
And, you know, when you can, uh, you know, think of it like that, it just becomes more real to you. Just like as we've been learning this Bible, hallelujah, some of you have read the same scriptures that, you know, I've read and I've taught on, but they sound different because they come alive when we're all together, hallelujah. It's like you can visualize uh, the apostles. You can visualize uh, Jesus walking around and, and, you know, uh, doing the miracles. And so thank God, hallelujah, uh, that we love him and that this word is alive. Hallelujah. Why, Apostle, the word can't be alive. Yes, it can. Jesus is the word, and he's alive. And y'all know he's alive. Come on now. Can't nobody find no uh, tomb that he was in. The way people have gone, including our minister, Letitia, who I'm so jealous. You know, she's visited uh, that, you know, the tomb where Jesus, where they laid him, and he's not there. Amen. So this word is alive because our daddy's alive. Amen. Alive and well. Hallelujah. 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 I'm trying to figure out, should I teach for a little while and then do communion? Yep. I'm trying to be led. Y'all already know. Hallelujah. I feel like, let me teach. It's not a long teaching, glory to God. I just pray that, you know, it blesses you. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm still thinking about that song. It's already getting better. Hallelujah. That's my confession. And you need to be confessing that too. How things go? Oh, child, things are getting better. Hallelujah. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling much better. What's going on with, you know, your situation with your bills and things? Child, they're getting better. They're getting paid. Hallelujah. How the kids doing? Oh, they're getting better. How them grandkids doing? Child, they're getting better. <laughs> Glory to God. That's our confession of faith. What are you teaching on today, Apostle? I'm going to teach on the prayer of agreement. Hallelujah. And how it's so important for us to agree and to be on one accord. Hallelujah. Just like the disciples were. Amen. Our Father and our God, in the name of Jesus, we come first of all. We just want to say thank you. God, thank you that you left us this word. My goodness. Had we not had this word, what we have done. My, 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 it's a blueprint. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you that holy men wrote this Bible inspired by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And left us an account so we know what to do. Thank you, Father, for the book of Proverbs that give us wisdom. Thank you for the book of Psalms, glory to God, that helps us to read it and get encouraged. Thank you for the accounts of the gospel where we saw what you did and how you acted and what you said and my, 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 and all the miracles and things. Thank you for the Old Testament, dear God, that was just a foreshadow of the things that were to come. We see you through the whole Bible. And, Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. We're learning how to hide it in our heart so that we don't sin against you. God, I think that this word would find good ground tonight. Spirit of the living God, I need you to fall fresh on me and all of everyone that's on the line. God, hide me uh, behind your cross. Absolutely none of me, but all of you, Father. Let your spirit, Father God, uh, prevail and, and, and rule and reign. Have full course and full rule in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you'll anoint our sister Regina as she uh, ministers communion to us, Father God. And thank you, Father, as we all partake, that, Father God, that something would change, that we would be healed in our mind, body, spirit, emotions, finances, hallelujah, that we will remember the substitutionary work that you did at Calvary. Father, I'm asking all these things in the name of Jesus the Christ, and I'm calling them done. Amen and amen. I'm not going to be before you long, um, so um, you can take notes. Um, 
if you want me to, because the good thing about TalkShoe is that they um, record the things, and it's easy for me to, um, you know, to post them if you want to or put them in your, e- um, in your inbox if you uh, miss something. Um, I listen to it myself. Uh, I encourage myself listening to this word because this word is um, an encourager, and, and it washes us, hallelujah, and places uh, and strengthens us and gives us joy. So I'm talking about the prayer of agreement. What does agreement mean? Please mute your phone, baby, whoever that is. Press star six and just mute your phone. Hallelujah. So we can get through this with a clear um, recording. Amen. Agreement is harmony or accordance in opinion or feeling. And that's what we need, harmony. My, my, my. A lot of times, uh, some of y'all are not old enough to remember those songs we used to be singing back in the day about peace and uh, let there be peace on earth and all that kind of thing. Because we had enough sense, even when we were younger, to know that we'd rather have peace anytime than confusion and strife. Hallelujah. And so when we pray together, hallelujah, on one accord, hallelujah, and we have the same opinion or feeling about something, we're in agreement. That's why it's nothing worse uh, than being with someone and, and every time you turn around, you're bumping heads. I'm not saying that whoever's my friend, we got to agree on everything. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, if you have somebody that's always agreeing with you, uh, find out what's going on because uh, that means that a lot of times, and I'm not saying that, you know, how can I say this? I don't care how close you are, and you're always going to have something that you're going to think a little different about because God made us all unique, and we see things from a different perspective. And so if you're always around somebody that's always agreeing with everything you say, then you got to really see, uh, you know, they being um, transparent or they being uh, real uh, because usually, you know, there's going to be a time that, you know, we're not going to agree about everything. But the foundational things, the fundamental things, we must agree about if we're going to walk together. The Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? And so anybody that I'm in covenant with, first of all, you must believe that Jesus is, hallelujah, and that he died for you and that he's coming back again and that he is the Messiah. And there's only one way to God through the man Christ Jesus. Now, if we got that together, the rest of that, hallelujah, we can kind of uh, debate about maybe, talk about it, and we can all learn from each other because none of us has it all, glory to God. But that thing right there, that must be in place, glory to God. Hallelujah. And so when you're praying like that and you believe that uh, you pray in the name of Jesus, uh, because anything that we do, the Bible says everything you do, do it in his name. Hallelujah. And so uh, that's important. Uh, on, in some programs that you watch on TV, they're not allowed to say his name. So I understand that. Everybody just like says amen. But for those of us that are praying glory to God, uh, please put a handle on it. Glory to God. Uh, because when you just talking about God, God could be, you know, boo-boo. You don't know who God is. Everybody got a different God. Hallelujah. Say his name. Tell me his name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then you have to have the same opinion about something. You got to concur. And that's agreement. The Bible tells us, um, for those of us that go out to pray for people, the Bible lets us know that when we go to pray for the sick, hallelujah, that the prayer of agreement and the prayer of faith will save the sick and that God will raise them up. And if there be any sin, that he'll forgive them. So it's important, especially if you go praying for people, don't bring somebody that doesn't believe that, oh, my God, look at so-and-so looking bad. Nothing worse. Have you ever been in the hospital and somebody come to visit you and you, you know, you're not feeling good and they look like, ooh, (laughs) 
Hallelujah. You want that person at least trying to put a smile on their face, no matter how bad you're looking, and it comes in and says, oh, yes, this is nothing for God. How you doing, baby? You're looking good. You don't want the person looking like, mm. Yeah, they got about another two days. They'll be going, no, hallelujah. You want people with you that's riding with you that are of the same opinion that he is a healer. Hallelujah. You don't want nobody coming to visit. Hallelujah. And, and you know, when you're facing some, you know, crisis and, and they, you looking sad, they looking sad. No, you need people to come in, hallelujah, and saying what this word says. I know it's not looking good, but I also know, hallelujah, that he's a God, hallelujah, that can work a miracle. Amen. And so when it happens like that, hallelujah, then things can happen. The Bible says, again, I say unto you that if two of you, that's all you need, shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. That's why these prayer lines are so effective, and that's why the devil hates them. That's why you have a lot of times you get on the line, you can't hear, it's or, you know, you can't hear nothing or your call drops. Now, when you're talking to your friend about something silly, you don't have no problem with the phone. Mute your phone, baby. Second time. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And so, you know, hallelujah. But when you get on the line to preach the gospel or, or, or pray, uh, then now you're having problems. Glory to God. Because the enemy knows. Oh, no. There they go. Touching and agreeing. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I've also found, and I talked about this morning for a little while on Morning Glory, that the Bible tells us all, let all things be done decently and in order. And for those of you that don't believe me, that's 1 Corinthians 14 and 40. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about the Corinthian church and the reason why uh, Paul had to tell them, because there was so much going on and it was confusion. We know that every evil work, that's where confusion is. Hallelujah. Every evil work, there's confusion. Glory to God. God is not the author of confusion. Glory to God. And so when you see confusion coming in, you know it's not God. Amen? And so you don't even have to wonder. If you go into a church and there's every time you turn around, it's confusion. Okay, I'm going to leave it alone. Hallelujah. I want to talk about your little church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, we know the enemy is always going to try to bring some confusion in. But I'm just saying, if every time you go somewhere, I've been to churches where they have fights at the end. Come on, some of y'all have too. And when I tell you to unmute your phone, y'all want to tell your story, you can. But I, you don't know if I still ain't lying. I'm like, oh, my God, hallelujah. I almost had a fight one time after church. I'll talk to y'all about that later. I didn't start it, but I sure was going to finish it. Amen. Hallelujah. And if I have Evangelist Darlene on the uh, phone, she was there. Hallelujah. Conflicts. They had a lot of conflicts in the Corinthian church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And one of the conflicts they had in the Corinthian church, and some of y'all might notice it, you know, in some of your churches or some of your ministries are just period because nothing has changed. You already know that. Nothing new under the sun. That's why I always talk about Slewfoot. He don't come up with nothing new. And the reason why he doesn't have to is because the old tricks keep working because some of us aren't up on them yet. But hallelujah, for those of us that have been through enough stuff, we're like, mm, here he come. We already know. He done tried this before. Hallelujah. But what happened, glory to God, in the church of Corinth was that people started identifying with certain people, glory to God, and that made it divided. 
Have you been in a church, glory to God, where some people, they only like elder so-and-so? Come on now. I don't care what pastor say. If elder so-and-so don't shake his head, hallelujah, her head, uh, they're not listening. Hallelujah. And then they have certain people, only certain people, when they sing their solo, everybody's on their feet. Ah, sing! Hallelujah. And then so-and-so gets up and, you know, and they singing too, and they singing good. Nobody got anything to say. It's too much confusion. And that's what they had in the Church of Corinth. They were divided into groups, and, and they thought they were superior to each other. Some people identified with Paul, and some identified with Apollos. Come on now. Some identified with Peter, a glory to God. Everybody should have been identifying with Christ. That's really what should have been going on. But again, hallelujah, where there's confusion, there's every evil work. And many times in our churches, that's what it is. It's cliques. Hallelujah. And you can't get anything done when there's cliques, glory to God. Because when God really becomes the center and the reason why you're doing things, there's no room for cliques. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in every ministry, there's going to be leaders. In divine destiny, there's leaders. But I will, none of my leaders, absolutely none, and including me, we don't think we're better than anybody else. We just got a certain job we have to do. Hallelujah. And at the end of the day, Jesus, hallelujah, he's the head. Hallelujah. I'm the under shepherd, glory to God, and, and this is where the buck stops. And that's okay because uh, it might look like, oh, well, she knows she running stuff. No, she's the one that got to give an account to God. Hallelujah. And nobody knows what anybody as a leader goes through. You know, I can't even imagine, hallelujah, what some uh, bishops and of uh, them have to go through. Uh, just uh, trying to lead in you know, the ministry that I have, you know, sometimes I'm like, God, come on now, you sure? Hallelujah. And so um, it's hard. And so when we all don't come together on one accord, it's much easier. I keep saying it, not because God blessed me with this ministry, but this is one of the um, uh, easiest, um, blessed, uh, moving uh, forward, easy to move forward ministries ever because we have love for each other. And guess what else we have? We respect each other. And guess what's even more important? We love Jesus. And see, when you love Jesus, there's certain things you're not going to do. When you really love Jesus, you're not going to deliberately try to hurt nobody. You're not deliberately going to try to move somebody out of the way to jockey for a position to make yourself important. And especially when you have a leader like me who's not playing that game anyway. There's some churches or ministries that you can be in, and because you do something or you're stroking the pastor or the, the person in charge, you know, oh, now you're the best thing since ice cream. No, I love all y'all the same. Hallelujah. Are some people closer? Absolutely. Jesus had three. He had his uh, inner circle. And those are the people that stay with them a lot. Hallelujah. There's people that pray, have been praying with me for years and years. So naturally, I'm going to feel closer. It's not that I love them more. Listen closely. But it, of course, I will be closer. You'll know that when I have a, a demon that needs to go, you'll already know who I'm calling. Mm -hmm. I don't have, you don't have to say her name, but you'll already know. Hallelujah. But I'm blessed, blessed, blessed that everybody that's around me, hallelujah, is uh, somebody that I admire, hallelujah, and that I respect. Glory to God. And everybody has something to bring to the table. And so that's the thing they didn't get right at the Church of Corinth. And unfortunately, that's not, they're not getting it right in many of our churches. Not only that, in the Church of Corinth, they used spiritual gifts for the wrong reason. They abused the grace of God. Mm. She was telling herself, you know, she already does. Hallelujah. I remember when I first started walking in the gifts, hallelujah, and God gave me the gift. I guess it's prophecy or the word of wisdom and knowledge because they all go together. 
and I was working on a job, hallelujah, and uh, the, the, the person that was over me, she didn't like me. She did not like me. And it's because she had a certain spirit, a certain uh, demon, mm-hmm. and um, I, I wasn't about that, and I'm still not about that, and I'll never be about that. And some of people have come out of that, and to God be the glory, glory to God, uh, but I've always been... Um, Love men, let's put it like that, hallelujah. Uh, and I have had a lot of other problems, but, you know, uh, liking girls hasn't been one. And if you have had that problem, God bless you, because we all have something, hallelujah. And so I'm not, you know, putting nobody down, because ain't nobody been walking, you know, come on, hallelujah. Um, feel your back, ain't no wings coming out of nobody's back. But I'm saying that to say that she really just didn't like me. And she was um, extra mean to me all the time, you know. And so one day, Rasando Shabbat, she, uh, uh, um, what's the word, reprimanded me. Mm. And it, was, it wasn't fair. And so what I did was I read her. I mean, I read her till she turned red. And the Holy Ghost told me, don't you ever do that again. I told her what she was doing. I told her who she was with. And she was so flabbergasted. Her mouth opened. She turned red as a beet. And she was hurt as she could be. And I sat there. And I mean, when I say the Holy Ghost spanked me, hallelujah. He said, that is not what your gift is for. Your gift is not to uncover somebody or embarrass them or humiliate them or hurt them. And if you ever do it again, I will uh, not use you in that way. Mm. And so a lot of people do the same, hallelujah, because the Bible says the gifts and callings come without repentance. So sometimes, you know, you've been in churches and uh, the man or woman of God has called you out and, and read your mail and embarrassed you in front of people. Well, I was in the gathering. There was things that I had to say to people. And if you get to see the ministering, you, um, because the footage should be coming out, I whispered in certain people's ears, and I told them stuff that was personal. I wouldn't have told their business out there like that. That's never God. Hallelujah. But a lot of people, when they get these gifts, they get excited because they can see something. They're hitting and missing, and they're causing confusion and havoc in the church. So many churches have been split up by people that got a little raggedy gift, renegade people. That's what I call them. And so that's what was happening in the book of Corinth. And I'm sorry, the church of Corinth. Hallelujah. And they talk about it in the book of Corinthians. And some people just abuse grace. Now, I like um, uh, Pastor uh, Joseph Prince. You know, he's one of the first people that I think he was really pushing grace, like everything. The, the pastor from Singapore, everything is grace, grace. Tell your mountain, grace, grace. Speak to everything, grace, grace. And so at first, he just really, uh, it annoyed me because I thought about people that use grace as a license to do what they want to do. Well, God know my heart. Yeah, so yes, uh-huh, this is what I do. And, you know, and, and, and God, he, his grace is sufficient. Mind your business. But, you know, that's not the way God wants us to use grace. Hallelujah. He doesn't want us to use grace uh, as a, an excuse. No, absolutely his grace is sufficient. And, yes, he gives us grace uh, when we're messing up. But you don't use that to say, well, I can do what I want to do because I'm going to be okay. I know a pastor right now that died, and he's in hell. Yes, he is, because he was kind of preaching the same thing, glory to God, you know, and he was pushing a certain agenda. And, uh, you know, in hell he's lifted up his eyes. And I know that uh, because, you know, I've seen it, and, uh, and, and it hurts me to my heart. Uh, because who wants to see anybody go to hell, much less a man or woman of God that was preaching the gospel, but they had their own slant, and they uh, let the people feel like you can do what you want to do. And I've seen many people from that church are in a mess. Many of them have died prematurely. 
Uh, many of them are sick in their body. Uh, many of them are going through. Uh, they go to church, but they live in any kind of way they want to. And see, you can't do that. You, can, you don't, can't play with God. Am I saying you can't uh, mess up and make a mistake? That's not what I'm saying. But that shouldn't be your lifestyle. And then use Jesus' name to say, well, uh, God understands. Yes, he understands, especially when you first start out. What sense would it make if I have a son here that's living with me now in his 20s and I had to uh, change his pampers unless he was sick? Know what I'm saying? After a while, he should know how to use the bathroom. Come on now. Uh, you know, he doesn't need a bottle in his mouth anymore. But many Christians, we still want to be in the same place we were when we first got saved. And, you know, we don't want to uh, uh, immature. Mm. Ah. Hallelujah. The Bible also tells us that the wisdom of men is foolishness to God. Hallelujah. And that's us, glory to God, you know, using our own thoughts and our own mind to figure out stuff. And that's where we're messing up. Hallelujah. I've been around some people that are so smart. Have you ever been around people and they say, call them educated fools? Let's be real. I, and maybe I'm wrong for this, and you know, I know people from both sides. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be honest because I've been to school and all that, glory to God, and, and so I'm not taking away from anybody that has an education, but I would rather any day be around somebody that's street smart, hallelujah, that knows how to do what they have to do and maneuver in life than to be around someone that studied this and that, and now they're so smart that they're dumb. And that's what Bible's saying, too, that the wisdom of men is foolishness to God. Hallelujah. God will take something like some clay, come on now, spit in it, and put it on a man's eyes, and then tell him, now you can see. Somebody's like, oh, my goodness, that's disgusting. Hallelujah. But we know that the DNA is in your um, saliva. Hallelujah. And so the person got the DNA of God. Child, spit on my eyes, spit on my whole body. Hallelujah. Ugh. But to somebody that is so smart in their own eyes, wise in their own eyes, they would think that it was crazy. Hallelujah. Uh, let me read this. The Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 1 and 25 that their faith should be uh, in the power of God, not in the power of men. And how many of us, hallelujah, are still looking to man? We think we're not. We say we're not. But like, okay, she's going to tell herself again. But like apostle, right now, I don't even want to talk about my um, situation uh, money-wise. I'm not even going to give the enemy that much. I ain't going to beg nobody. I ain't going to ask nobody, nothing else. Hallelujah. But, of course, uh, because I'm in this situation, I'm getting all kind of things from the mail. Um, uh, get this loan. Get this payday loan. Get this and that. That would be the wisdom of men, but that would be foolish for me uh, to go ahead now and try to get a loan for $500 and then have to pay back almost $2,500. And they're not embarrassed to say it. They'll tell you, uh, for, how I got how much uh, percent? Some states don't allow it, like New York. But where I am down here, child, please, they'll take all your money. You'll pay them back four, five, six times over. And a lot of people have done it because that's the way of the world, glory to God. Uh, but I'm learning, hallelujah, that right now I'm going to go without. I'm doing without, and I'm going without until God does it, hallelujah, because I refuse uh, to do something dumb. I have to trust God. Uh, Paul said, I've learned how to be content in any state I'm in. I've learned how to be abased, and I've learned how to abound. And the apostle knows the same thing. Yes, I do. I'm learning how to do without, hallelujah, until God makes a way. Whereas before, you know, I was getting all the credit cards and getting all the loans, and now you're a, a slave to the um, person that, you know, to the lender. Mm -mm. 
She living. She learning. Hallelujah. And guess what? Even in my famine times, this time God says give. And guess what? I'm, I'm, I'm silly enough to believe him. And I mean silly that in a, you know, a, a respectful way, uh, meaning that I trust him like that. Hallelujah. And any time he said give, even in the midst of my famine, God has blessed, just like he did uh, the, uh, the woman with Elijah. Glory to God. Uh, you know, she went ahead and she said, listen, uh, this right here, um, we get ready to eat this and, and then we're going to die. Nah, nah, make me a cake. She made the cake, and what happened? That cruise of oil never uh, stopped. Come on now. And her son got healed, uh, came back to life. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But sometimes we're immature and we're carnal, and so we can't um, see that. It don't make sense. I don't know why we're trying to figure out stuff. The Bible says that to the natural man, the things of, of God, they're foolishness, and they can't be discerned. That's why a lot of times you try to talk to your family, and they're looking at you like you got three heads. Like, what you talking about? You know, that don't even make no sense. And then we get mad at them because they're like, they like, ain't going to never get saved. Oh, my God. Ugh. But the thing is, they don't see it. They don't understand because there's a veil over their eyes. And the saddest thing is that people are in the church Sometimes they got that same veil over their eyes. Everything's going good. Everybody's loving the message. But then it's time to give, and everybody's like, oh, they put the brakes on. Now, I'm not talking about people that every time you turn around, they're trying to get every dime in your pocketbook. That's not what I'm saying. But if Jesus is telling us to give and it shall be given unto us, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, and there's times that you went ahead and did it and you saw God open a door, make a way for you, or forgive a debt, or give you favor, then you know that that's the way to do it. But for whatever reason, hallelujah, the enemy comes in and starts whispering, mm, you see his car out there, mm, then you took the bus. <laughs> Don't give him nothing. Apostle can talk because I've been on both sides of the fence. Hallelujah. And I hate to have to ask because I don't want to feel that uh, feeling of rejection or whatever or people thinking some kind of way. But God has been telling me for the last year or so, darling, you're not teaching them right. You must ask. And, you're, and it's not like you're asking, uh, you're begging, you're doing, um, uh, 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 um, you're laboring. Hallelujah. And the laborers worthy of his hire. But what has happened is uh, sometimes, you know, uh, we do feel some kind of way, hallelujah, especially when, you know, we're walking and, and don't let the uh, pastor ride by and don't even wave goodbye. And you're still waiting on the bus stop. And so you do feel that kind of way. But God dealt with me. He said, darling, you're not giving to the pastor. You're giving as unto me, hallelujah. Look around. Just like you have to keep your lights on, this church lights got to stay on too. Come on now. Just like you got to eat, the pastor got to eat. Hallelujah. And so then I learned, hallelujah, to give it as unto the Lord and not to think about who I'm giving it to or even to wonder, you know, well, where did the money go? Hallelujah. It's nothing worse than somebody bless you with something and then uh, they want to know, well, what did you do with it? You gave me the money. Well, I got now I got to explain to you uh, that God doesn't do that to us. Hallelujah. And so we got to stop doing that. She teaching. Somebody need to hear that because uh, I feel somebody mad. Ooh. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why is the loss of rewards. Hallelujah. While we're living in a carnal state, hallelujah, any good performed by man would be considered wood, hay, and straw. Now, let me read it that, those scriptures to you, because you'll probably know what I'm talking about. A lot of times we do things, but we do them for the wrong reasons. And sometimes um, uh, we do them to be seen of men. Y'all have done the same thing I've done. Come on. 
y'all don't want to admit, admit it, but I know some of y'all going to laugh. When How many times when have you been in churches where they make all the tithers get in the middle um, aisle and everybody else is just sitting there and you're supposed to lift up your envelope? How many of y'all have had nothing in the envelope? <laughs> oh, y'all did it. Y'all did it too. Don't that like possible the only one that had a <laughs> had an empty envelope? <laughs> you know, it shouldn't have to be like that. But, you know, I didn't get no re- um, credit for that because I did it as unto men. We got to stop doing stuff as unto men. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Y'all can laugh at me. I don't care. Hallelujah. God says, but if anyone builds upon the foundation, whether it be with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, the work of each one will be become plainly, openly known, shown for what it is, for the day of Christ will disclose and declare it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test and critically appraise the character and worth of the work each person has done. If the work which any person has built on this foundation, any product of his efforts, whatever, survives this test, he will get his reward. But if any person's work is burned up under the test, he will suffer the loss of it all, losing his reward, so he himself will be saved, but only as the one who has passed through the fire. Hallelujah. And so what are you saying? Sometimes we're doing things just to be seen a man, like I was standing in the, in the timeline with nothing in there. Uh-huh. And all those works and things, some people are doing stuff so somebody, they are competing with somebody so they can be seen. Hallelujah. God is not in any of that. Hallelujah. I'm teaching because I'm exposing the devil. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And so make sure you're doing what you're doing for God so that um, it won't be burned up at the judgment seat of Christ. You don't want that. You want to be doing things because uh, you know that this is pleasing in God's eyesight, and you want to please him. Of course we want to please our leaders. Any pastor I've ever had or any leader, I wanted them to be pleased, but that wasn't my ultimate goal, hallelujah, I found, and the word says that too, when you please God, everything else will fall into place and other people will be pleased too, amen, hallelujah, but your first uh, reason for doing something, hallelujah, is that hallelujah, that God would be pleased, I got two more things I'm going to say and then we're going to take communion, amen, then we got to stop judging others, <laughs> oh boy, hallelujah, I don't judge people, mm. They got a show coming on now where the people are supposed to judge them. I don't know if you'll saw it yet. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's coming on yet. But I'm going to watch it just to see. You know, and the Holy Ghost says, eh, you can't watch it, then I won't. But I want to see it because one of the guys, the uh, the host, he's uh, one of the comedians. I can't think of his name now. And what they do is they're going to look at um uh, some clips, and then you judge the person. you got to decide if the person is a stripper or if the person is a waitress. Hallelujah. And you are, people judge people. You don't even mean it. And so the guy, uh, the host asked on the commercial, he said, so you judging her? And they go like, yeah, I'm judging her. And some of us are like, oh, no, I don't judge people. But we do. Sometimes conscious and sometimes unconsciously, but we got to get away from that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And um, 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the third verse, it says, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, and it says, but as for me personally, it matters very little to me that I should be put on trial by you. <laughs> hey, on this point, and that you or any other human tribunal tri- tribunal should investigate and question and cross-question me. I do not even put myself on trial and judge myself. Hallelujah. And so what's, what are we saying here? 
Hallelujah. That we got to stop judging people and, and, and judging matters that we don't even really know anything about. Uh, and so uh, the reason why is because we don't want people judging us, and then we get mad. I remember one time I was living with Elder Rose, glory to God, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again because it's true. I was at her house, and I think I had run revival, and God blessed during the revival, my Lord. And then some people was mad, and they were talking about me because, you know, that's how we are sometimes. And I was on her, uh, sitting with her, and I was sitting on the couch, and I was crying, and I was, I'm so tired of people talking about me. I can't take it. I'm sick of all these jealous people talking about me. I promise you on everything that's holy. The Holy Ghost said this is um, clear. Let's stop talking about other people. I'm like, <laughs> uh, some of y'all, same thing. And from that day to this, if I'm saying something that's going to be factual, I'm not a gossiper. I'm not about all that. Hallelujah. Uh, because I learned, e- you know, uh, real easy and quick. If I don't want people to talk about me, I got to stop talking about other people. And so now I'm saying the same thing. If I don't want people judging me, I got to stop judging other people. Maybe I don't need to watch that show because <laughs> it might make me judge again. Or it might just be funny. Hallelujah. And the reason why we got to stop is because God looks on the intent of the heart. God see people's heart. How many times have you done something and you know you didn't mean to? Paul said the thing that I wanted to do, I didn't do. And the thing I didn't want to do, I did. Whoa, what a wretched man I am. Hallelujah. And Paul, Paul who calls himself a prisoner of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah, Paul, who got shipwrecked, beaten, stoned, all that, Paul, if he felt like that, if he messed up, then you know, same thing for us. We're going to mess up. Hallelujah. But the bottom line is that um, we got to try to do better. Hallelujah. Uh, Paul said he had a, 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 a thorn in his side that buffeted him, that kept him from, you know, uh, being exalted because Paul saw so many uh, things, glory to God, and like many of us too, uh, we want to see, well, I want to see angels, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. But hallelujah, to whom much is given, much is required, hallelujah. And so we striving, and we're not judging, hallelujah. Oh, apostle, you're not leaving me with no fun, nothing to happen to do. Mm-hmm. There's a word in uh, Hebrew I'm, I'm probably not pronouncing it right, so I'm going to spell it after I say it. And it's Okonomu, hallelujah. And it's O-I-K-O-N-O-M-O-U. And it implies accountability and delegated authority, meaning that the leader is accountable to God. Hallelujah. And so that's who I am and that's who many of you are in your ministries or your family or whatever. And that means that... um. That's why you don't have to worry about how other people judge you or what they think or what they say. Because at the end of the day, me and you and those of us that are leaders, we have to give an account to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One of the other things that the Corinthian church did, they had a lot of immorality. And no morality, it corrupts the whole body of believers. And you all already know that. That's nothing we even got to keep talking about because we know. Hallelujah. I remember when I was with my husband, mm-hmm, and, um, you know, he liked to drink. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll drink before he eat. Hallelujah. And there was sometimes he was like, oh, you want to stop at the liquor store for me? I'm like, I would cringe because, you know, I'm a preacher, and people in the neighborhood done see me preaching, and you just – Anytime you're doing something wrong, that's when you're always going to see somebody. Tell the truth. Just like when your hair's not looking right or you're looking raggedy, you see the whole everybody you haven't seen in years. But when you're looking all cute, you don't see nobody. And that's how it is. And I'm like, ah, 
I don't want to go uh, into the liquor store. Uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And there was a couple of times, I ain't going to lie, that I did uh, because just to keep the peace, glory to God, I said, well, just cover me, cover me, cover me, you know, and don't let nobody see me. And then after a while, God said, you know, okay, stop. You can, you know, it's convicting you. You don't need to be in here, and it's not a good, um, uh, you know, it doesn't look good. The Bible says, um, oh, my goodness. Oh, Rosh Chatanya. The very, I thank you, abstain from the very appearance of evil. And so I don't want people thinking I'm in there and I was doing the drinking because I wasn't drinking, even though God knows many of them days I could have used to drink, glory to God. Um, so I'm saying that immorality, when people see you not walking right, especially as a leader or especially as an intercessor, people are coming to you for prayer, glory to God, you have to shun the very appearance of evil. Amen? Hallelujah. And so the Corinthian church, they know nothing about that. They were nasty. Uh, I read that there was a lot of sexual immorality, that some were going to prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, woo, child, don't make me tell how many pastors I know. We're going to leave that alone, too. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. And then it was incest going on in the Corinthian church. Hallelujah. They had a false view of Christian freedom. Again, they thought they could do anything they wanted to do because they were saved. That's why I don't like that doctrine, once saved, always saved, because people think that there's nothing they can do to lose their salvation. But that can't be true because the Bible says that uh, Jesus is married to the backslider. So for you to be a backslider, that means that you're no longer, hallelujah, a part of what's going on. Amen. Hallelujah. And so there's a, the Corinthian church, and we're seeing it so much now uh, in, in a lot of our churches, hallelujah, in the body of Christ. And that's why we're weak, glory to God. But um, in our ministries, we don't want to be that, hallelujah. We want to be on one accord. We want to be walking together in agreement. And if we catch or see our brother in a fault, overtaken in a fault, we want to restore them in meekness and in love, not putting them on blast, not getting on Facebook and naming names and talking about uh, this pastor or this preacher ain't right. I know a lot of pastors and preachers aren't right. Why would I take my Facebook post to, to try to expose somebody else? If I know they're not right, God knows they're not right. And if God knows they're not right, he'll handle that. That's not for me to get up there and be talking and, and naming names and putting pictures up of people. That's of the devil. He teaching. Hallelujah. The Corinthians had a lot of pride, and they, were, they had a lot of preoccupation about social status, and they were, it ruined their um, testimony among the unbelievers. Have you ever invited one of your family members to church, and they look at your church, and they go, mm. <laughs> well, this is going on with this one. They can see. They can tell when it's hypocrisy. Hallelujah. They see when the guy gets up to Get something to direct the choir. Mm-hmm. I, I was partying with him, or mm, I seen him at the mm, kind of club. Come on now, hallelujah! It messes up our testimony. Why do people want to come and be part of something that's not doing any better than what they're doing? When people come to the Lord, or they come into the house of God, or they come into our ministries, they want to do better. They're looking for something different. They're looking for a change. Hallelujah. And so it's very important as people of the Most High God that we present ourselves in a way that God can be glorified and edified through us. A lot of people are um, uh, uh, mad at, um, uh, well, I don't know what to call her. 
she has so many different titles, but uh, okay, prophetess then, Juanita Bynum, or ambassador, Dr. Juanita Bynum, because lately she's been um, telling people about how they dress it, and they're mad. They don't want to hear that they shouldn't be walking around the church with their shoulder out or, you know, all their boo-boos out or their boobies and all that, or so tight they look like they're going to, you know, burst. Uh, they're mad at her, but she's right. Because what's the sense that I'm coming into church and I'm looking, and you're looking the same way I was looking Saturday night at the club. You're looking the same kind of way. Where's the distinction? Where's the difference? Hallelujah. I'm not saying that if you dress with your clothes tight and all that means you're not saved. No. What I'm saying is that there should be a distinction between clean and unclean, saved and unsaved, and even down to how you dress. Hallelujah. I've been plenty of times, I've looked in the mirror and hope that said, mm-mm, that's too short, or that's too tight, or too much is showing, get a scarf, or whatever. And when you really love him and you're trying to please him and you're not trying to go nowhere to snag a man or a woman, you're going to dress a certain way. And so uh, the Corinthian church, they didn't do that, and, and, you know, it just was a stumbling block to those that want to be saved. And same thing in our churches now, too. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so they had to teach, um, Paul uh, had to teach the uh, body, you know, that your body is not to be used for immorality, but to serve God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that, you know, they shouldn't be adjoined to a prostitute. Hallelujah. Or become enslaved or enchanted. And that's the last uh, scripture I'm going to read on. And then we're going to go ahead and take communion. But can you imagine that some people still don't understand that when you have um, relations with someone that you become one with them? Hallelujah. So in 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter and the 19th verse, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. Many of us, we, we're past that. We're not doing those kinds of things. But you'll be surprised, hallelujah, how many people uh, that are naming the name of Jesus and that have some titles, bishops, elders, evangelists, pastors, prophets, mm-hmm, uh, they're, they're at, mm-hmm, yeah. So we must pray. We must pray. Not that we judge him, but we must pray again. Uh, let's restore them. Let's pray for them. Hallelujah. When we have our clarion call, I'm going to put that down. I think that's going to be what I'm going to pray for. I'm going to pray for the uh, the morality and the uh, uh, for the men and women of God uh, that are still human, glory to God, and who the enemy is trying to enchant and entrap and keep them uh, messed up so that uh, they cause a stumbling block for the babies and for the uh, for the unbelievers. Amen. And so I'm going to now ask, um, I'm going to turn um, this portion of, um, of the Bible study over to our sister Regina, and uh, the rest of you gives you a chance to go ahead and get your um, stuff for communion. Amen? Sister Regina. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, along with Apostle Darlene Hamilton, the visionary and overseer of Divine Destiny International Prayer Alliance Ministry, along with the leaders and the family and friends and guests of this ministry, we are so happy and blessed and honored that we have gathered together here today to partake of the Holy Communion with you. 
At this time, we ask that everyone just pause just to take a, take a minute and look inside your heart and ask the Lord for forgiveness of anything before we take Holy Communion. Amen. We will be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 25. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he blessed it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And now we may partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup, and when he accepted, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And now we partake of the wine. Father, we are so blessed and we are so thankful that we could come together as your children and partake of your bread and your wine, which represents who you are and what you are to us, the body and the blood that was shed on the cross for us. We thank you that we can celebrate and partake of the healing and the provisions and the wholeness that your Holy Communion represents. We come together as a family tonight, Lord, just to honor you and to say thank you and to glorify you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And the church said amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Can we tell the Lord, thank you, hallelujah, that he would do this for us. Glory to God. Thank you for the substitutionary work that you did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Am I on the line by myself? Hallelujah.
What can wash away my sin? What can wash it, y'all? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, y'all not going to help me? Okay. What can make me whole again? What, y'all? 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that snow that makes me white as snow. No other sound I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the presence of the Lamb. Guess what they're feeling? There is healing, healing, wonder-working healing in the blood of the Lamb. There is healing, healing, wonder-working healing in the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't sing them blood songs no more. Ah, but it took the blood. It took the blood. Nothing but the blood. Hallelujah. The blood that was shed. Hallelujah for you and for me. Thank you. That's what made the difference. Oh, you better praise him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Sister Regina. What a blessed administration of the communion. We felt that thing. You love them. It wasn't just done as, you know, form or fashion. No. And so we receive his body and his blood. Thank God for our opportunity, hallelujah, to take it together, to partake. And to remember. Sometimes we got to remember. Hallelujah. My soul looks back. And wonders. How I got over. That's how you got over. It was the blood. That blood that was shed for you and me way back at Calvary. Uh, The blood that was shed, it will never lose its power. For it flows from the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power, for it reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley, the blood that gives me strength. Ah. Hallelujah! 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 
love that gives me strength. <laughs> From day to day, it will never lose. It will never lose. It will never lose its power. Thank you for the blood, Lord. My God, my God. That fount. You can go under that fount. Hallelujah, when they pierced him in the side, eh? You can still go under and and plunge underneath that fount. And you get strength. You can get healed. You can be made whole. There's forgiveness of sin still. That same blood, Oh, God, put the blood on these hearts and these pains. 
chains up in the soul. My God. Somebody needs the blood to cover their body and heal their body. Oh, God. The blood. It can get to every place where it hurts. My God, my God. Oh, God, we apply the blood to our minds. Give us your mind. Thank you for the blood. Touch our minds with the blood. Oh, God, thank you. My God, my God. Some of us need the blood on our feet. Uh-huh. Sanctify these feet. Hallelujah. We don't want no feet running to mischief. No, no, no. You said my peace. Ah. Shout out feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Put blood on our footsteps. Order our footsteps are right. So I wasn't the only one going. Uh huh. I don't anymore. Let's make it clear. But I'm the only one that's going to the liquor store. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Give one some wine. Drink this new wine. Uh huh. Get that wine, uh-huh. God got some wine that won't give you no hangover, uh-huh. And so, God, I thank you right now for this blood that's cleansing. I feel it. Krato, I can't stop rocking, uh. Thank you, God. Mm-mm-mm. Well, whew. Jesus, I ain't messing with y'all because every time I get on the Bible study, I get off drunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't messing with y'all. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. It'll be one Friday, she get off and know her name. And then I got to get myself together because I usually got to go pick up my son like I got to do today. So I don't know. I'm going to smack myself for what? Kratore Sabah. Ah, because I feel him. One of my apostle friends in Atlanta, she says that when she walks on her altar, sometimes she can feel water under her feet. I don't know if she's on the line now. God cleanses. God just does some stuff. And so I thank God for the washing. And that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling the water, the washing. God's washing someone. Hallelujah. Somebody feels it in their belly. I feel it in my belly as well. The sacrando shaba. Ooh, somebody has ulcers, and God's healing your ulcers. Thus saith the Lord. That's why I'm feeling it. And I guess ulcers are in the belly. She don't know because I'm not a doctor. I just know what the Holy Ghost be saying. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yep, you're getting a new lining in your belly, thus saith the Lord. And so the things that you couldn't eat, uh, things that were had acidic things, God said you can eat them now. And when you get off the line, you'll be able to eat them. Watch. And I want to hear your testimony. And don't just inbox me. Tell me and then tell the people because I don't want people to think, oh, she's just saying stuff. No, sometimes you'll say it on the line. Sometimes you'll inbox me. Oh, you're like, Pastor, that was me. Tell the people. Hallelujah. So they'll know. That he's still a wonder-working God. Hallelujah. If anybody has something they want to say, because I feel somebody got something they're about to bust out, you can say it. Can I say something? Uh-huh. It's whoever it is. Go ahead, because I feel Hi, somebody got something they want to say. Alicia. Hey, um, <laughs> Last night, um, after we got through praying, 
and when I lay down to retire, a sweet scent <laughs> of Jesus paid a visitation to me on last night. Jesus. And he whispers, he whispered into my ear some things, and I was kind of in a, like, trance state, but he started messing with my heart. Ah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He was taking some note, and my body would jerk, and I'd wake up and look around like, who did that? Did somebody touch me? And I dripped off off again, and he'd do it again. And this morning when I woke up, he said, well, that was not forgiveness. You thought it was. Now you forgive. Ah, now you hallelujah. no longer have anger. And I walked in it today, and it's a brand new day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. all my heart, all that hurt me. I don't care if I remember the names or not. I forgive them, and I am no longer angry at them. Hallelujah. And because I did that, God did that, I'm walking in peace. I'm yes. walking in liberty. Hallelujah. 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 All the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is it all mine? Only one that's excited about God giving her a visit and taking out the stony heart (laughs) and putting in the heart of flesh. Hallelujah. Nobody know what nobody else is going through. And I thank God, hallelujah, that he did just what he said he would. Glory to God. And it's just the beginning. For many of us, once we get that unforgiveness thing down, now God can open up some doors. Glory to God. He can do some things. Because he said if we don't forgive others, he don't forgive us. I know I need him to forgive me. Ain't nobody worth me not getting forgiven for by God. Am I lying? Amen. Come on now. There's nothing that nobody could have ever done that's going to make a a, a a barrier between me and God and God not forgiving me. Because I don't know about you. Every day I need forgiveness. Y'all do too. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's sometimes it's just something you thought or you said. Hallelujah. I need the blood to forgive me and wash me every day, every day. So thank God, baby girl. Go ahead, baby. I I have forgiven them. Mm-hmm. I truly did, but God said, no, you didn't. <laughs> he revealed it uh-huh. to me. No, you mm-hmm. didn't. It was hidden, mm-hmm. and I had no idea it was sitting there See, until this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's like us. Hallelujah. You already know. Apostle told y'all. I was not ashamed. I was over there in Irvington, New Jersey, and, you know, uh, preached on forgiveness and got in my car. I'm like, I'm so glad I forgave everybody. I was was clearing his throat. He said, darling, when you go home, write down every person that when you around them, you feel some kind of way or you hear their name. He said, and write those people down because you have not forgiven them. 
I promise on everything that's holy. I have 42 names. Tell your neighbor 42. Y'all, some of y'all got 58. Don't even mean, oh, my God. She had 42. Yeah, I did. And some was dead. And I prayed every day until I was able to cross up their name so I could hear their name and it wouldn't do something to me. Uh-huh. Because the enemy is tricky like that. Hallelujah. And so we got to keep checking our spirit and making sure. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Because every day we get an opportunity to be offended. Hallelujah. And every day, guess what? Sometimes we offend people, too. We don't even know. Hallelujah. But we're going to get this thing right. Hey, we ain't trying to be phony. We are not trying to be like the church of Corinth. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Uh-uh. I want to be like them, all jacked up. Mm-mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 I want to make my calling and my election sure. You know, if God be God, then let's just serve him. If not, let's just all hang up and let's go to the club. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? You can have it both ways. If God be God, then serve him. And if I'm going to serve him, I'm going to do my best to serve him to the best of my ability. Hallelujah. And so that's what this whole thing is about. Glory to God. Not pointing fingers, not acting like, oh, I'm the best. I'm not. No. It's let's just get each one of us. Hallelujah. Everybody knows uh, where they came from and, and what they've been through. And, and so that's why, you know, uh, whew, some of us, the enemy tried to kill us so many times because he knew that if, he could, if we could get to this place that we are now, that we're going to mess up his kingdom. And many of us are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whew. Yeah, she drunk. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Somebody saying apostle. Go ahead. Uh, Apostle, this is Sister Regina. Um, I want to give this uh, praise report. Okay. Uh, you know, Apostle, you've been praying and declaring for people to check their credit card accounts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Tuesday night, when God released us to go over and take over, things changed. And when he said take over, to cast out them and to take over and bring in the uh, economy, the kingdom economy. I said, okay, Lord. And then the Holy Spirit said, pray for people, bills to be paid and such and such. Well, the Wednesday, I said, okay, God, I got to go check and see my bill for spread, see how much it is. Well, when I checked it, it says balance for September paid in full. The Lord said, I, I, I sent an angel to pay your bill. Geez. On my account, it shows over 200 and some dollars. Jesus! Uh, I oh, owe nothing. Jesus. So I want to encourage people. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 1, now faith. Come on. We're living in a now faith. Not tomorrow, <laughs> not yesterday, but to now faith. Like you said this morning. God wants us to trust him for the little, and then we can trust him for the big. So as a warrior and us taking over and casting down bell, because we of this world, but we not of it, we are of the kingdom. And God is our king. He's God. So if the king takes care of his people like yeah. he did in the Old Testament, he can take care of us now. Because Amen. we are crossed over as a true state. Because it is getting better. It yes, is. it is. Yes, it is. Can you do me a favor and pray for the people, too? 
Um, I need you to pray now that the same anointing that's resting on you um, for a supernatural debt cancellation and uh, for the overflow, that it would um, rest also on everyone on the line. Can you press pray, please? Okay. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, O oh God, that I come under your authority, O oh God, uh. as your servant of the Most High God, as your warrior, O oh God. Lord God, I thank you that the train transfer of anointing to cancel debt and bills be paid is on this line tonight, uh. Father God. I thank you, God, that supernatural debt cancellation is ours, oh God, because you gave us the authority to take it by force. We are no longer under the bail system, God. We are under your system. Hallelujah. The kingdom suffered violent and the violent take it by force. We are under you. Thy kingdom is here, oh God. We no longer serve bail. Whatever we need, God, you will supernaturally, God, provided for us in the mighty name of Jesus, because we no longer are on the defense. We are on the offense. We are on because we stand on the word and we speak the word. We're no longer running the ball. We are taking the ball and we're gone for the victory because as long as we say the word, we are offense to him. People understand tonight. God wants you to understand. When you speak the word, it offends him. So you're no longer on defense on the football team. You are on the offense of his kingdom. Offend him every time you can because when you do, you propel him back on defense. He's got to be on defense, not us. We are on the offense, and we have the authority to take it by force and to live the life above and not beneath. All deaths are canceled in the name Please of Jesus. No more loan companies. All our bills well, are paid because we're under his authority, the Holly. king's authority. The king takes care of his people. Amen. Amen. If y'all believe it, say amen. 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 I think we can say it. Amen. Amen. My daughter moves into her college dorm next Thursday. Well. <laughs> so on last Friday, we got an email. We actually got a call maybe an hour before closing in the business office stating that she owed $1,170 per semester. Prophet Sharice, we need you to hush for a minute. Mute your phone, baby, so we can hear um, Kendra. Um, they gave us a call and said that she owed $1,170 per semester, and they wanted me to pay $300 by today. And I couldn't understand it because I know we had done her um, 
her financial aid correctly. It, it was supposed to be correct. It was actually supposed to be more money. But I said, you know what, I know I don't have it, but I know what God told me, that she's going to this school. Um, so I prayed on it all all weekend. Monday morning, my daughter woke up and she was like, Ma, let's call the school. I said, no. I said, you go to God on your behalf and you pray. I said, I've been praying all weekend. I called uh, Apostle Darlene, Apostle Lane, my minister, and one other person that I know that I normally pray with. And I just asked them to join me in prayer on it on that day. And the Lord told me, don't do nothing. He told me, just wait on the answer. So my daughter um, was out, but she texted me around 2 o'clock, and she said, Mom, call the office. And I did it because I know what God told me. She got home about 4.30. About 5.30, she got an email. She said, Mom, I got an email stating that I got more money. (laughs) I said, okay, open it up. We looked at it, and I really didn't understand it because she got way more money than what she was supposed to get. So I called. I waited till the next day, and I called the business office because I wanted to hear it from them. And they had given my daughter the $1,170 per per semester that she needed. Hallelujah. And we only owe $21 (laughs) per semester. And I'm not sure how many of you guys saw it, but God told me before. And we, when it was prophesied to me last year that one of you guys told me to change my thinking. And I said to myself, well, what's wrong with my thinking? I don't know what they're <laughs> saying. What's wrong with my thinking? Jeez. And God told me. He said, what's wrong with your thinking? You think you're perfect. That's the problem. You don't mm-hmm. think there's nothing wrong with your thinking. You don't think like me. He said, you don't ask me before you do things. You move on emotion. You just do it. He said, you don't believe in me. You really don't believe in me. You don't trust me. My God. He said, until you learn to trust me, you're going to keep going through this. He said, you have to change your thinking. He said, you believe in the ideology of me, but I'm I'm real. You gotta believe mm. that I'm real. You gotta believe uh. that I'm gonna move on your behalf. You can't believe in me as a fairy tale. You have to believe in me as a real being that's out here doing things for you. And ever since then, and I'm not even gonna—it hasn't been that long. But ever since then, God has been moving in a mighty way. The other day, I woke up. Um, I I got five job offers in one day. Jesus. Five job offers in one day. Go ahead, Holy Ghost. Show up. Show out. Hallelujah. You know what? There's one that I really want. And I said, you know what, Lord? I've been out of work since May. I owe two months of rent. But I want you to sustain, sustain me so I can take that job. So that I don't have to work two jobs no more. So I don't have to work on Sundays. So I don't have to work overnight. So I don't have to be away from my kids. And I believe he's going to do that. I'm standing right now, wake, work, 
standing on him right now because if he paid my daughter's tuition, I know that he's going to make sure she gets everything that she needs by next Thursday. She's going to – let me tell you something. By now, guys, I'm almost, I'm two months behind in my rent, and they have not knocked on my door. They have not stuck any eviction letter in my door. And God told me the other day it's going to be like Passover. So don't worry. Holly. I was at the point every day. No. I was at the point every day I was checking my door to see if they had put stuff to paper in my door. He said it's going to be like Passover. Oh, Let me tell you, yeah. today the management office came up the stairs and went to the neighbors across from me and did not knock on my door. Jesus. And did not knock on my door. If I've learned nothing else in this last year and a half, mm. I've learned to wait on God and believe him for everything until I stopped asking people for stuff, until I stopped being angry at my brothers for not helping me. But my brother, a couple of months ago, my brother told me I was an embarrassment. I was an embarrassment. I wasn't an embarrassment when I took care of them. All the time I was taking care of my parents. But God said, don't worry about that. He said, clear your heart. Clear, clear your heart. Vengeance is mine. I don't need your help. He said it that clear to me. I don't need your help. Just do what I told you to do. Well. Mm-mm-mm. My baby is going to win yes, next is. Thursday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's a wonder. Isn't he a wonder? Won't he do it every time? According to your faith, so be it. According to the power that worketh in you. And that's where we're trying to get. And that's why I've been tilling this ground for three years. And some people are just getting it, and that's okay. Hallelujah. Because it didn't take none of us, you know, quick to get it. I was preaching it. It's still sometime in certain areas I didn't have it. Amen. Glory to God. And so I'm believing him with you. We're going through this together. And that's the difference. That's why I preached what I taught today on the prayer of agreement. I agreed with our uh, sister Kendra. Glory to God. I agree with you all. We agreeing together. And that's what makes the difference. By herself, she might have done it, but it would have taken a whole lot longer, glory to God. But that's why God sent us together. He sent the disciples out two by two, this prayer of agreement, glory to God. Look what just happened for our sister Regina. And many of you have the same testimonies that you've looked on your accounts and different things, and God has done that. I could have kept that to myself, but God said, no, tell people that that's what I'm doing. And the first people I said, oh, she crazy, but huh. Y'all started checking. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the more y'all checked, then that made somebody else check. And now that Hallelujah, what God did for Kendra, she doesn't understand that we're all overcoming by the words of her testimony. Glory to God. I ain't ashamed. Uh, they sent me a thing saying, because I went to Atlanta, uh, bills, no bills. So I'm all, if you don't pay by the 18th on the 19th, you won't have water. Y'all know I need some water. How am going to flush the toilet and do all that? But glory to God, just like Kendra, I'm believing hope against hope and faith against faith. I refuse to keep getting on this line. Y'all, please help the apostle, help the apostle, help the apostle. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And so we all are going through that, but we're all learning that he's faithful concerning his promise. Will he use people? Absolutely. Hallelujah. But in the event that he doesn't, he can do what he did for Sister Regina. He can uh, uh, pay the debt. He can uh, forgive the debt. And so however he does it, uh, on the 19th, Apostle going to have us some water. The devil is a lie. If God got to put a rock and hit it, uh, glory to God, I'm going to have water uh, because I'm walking upright. And no good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. Amen? Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does anyone else have anything else to say before I close this out? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What beautiful night. Beautiful testimony. Amen. Spirit. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm so godly proud of everybody that's holding on. I'm so grateful for the uh, God and how he's just showing off and showing out and, and reminding us that he's God all by himself. He's sovereign. Glory to God. And I know there were people thinking, well, huh, husband might just have to, you know, don't go till next semester, blah, blah, blah. But, no, she held on, faith against faith and hope against hope. And then she had other people praying with her, and that's what makes the difference. One can chase a 1,000 demons, and two can put 10,000 to flight. And all of us on the line together, we can't pray and help each other. Hmm. That's why the enemy always trying to bring confusion, like he did in the Corinth, the Corinthian church, and some of our churches have people mad at each other. Don't even know why. I don't like her. I don't walk her. I don't know. I just don't. Ugh. The blood of Jesus. We have need of each other. If I hear one more person, I don't need nobody but Jesus. All I need is King Jesus. And that was a nice song because I like um the wine is Vicky wine, and I like her song too. But it wasn't scriptural. All I need is King Jesus. That's a lie. We need each other, too. He told us that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ain't no man an island to himself. Read the word. We need each other. Hallelujah. And that's why the enemy's always trying to come in and break up a relationship or a friendship or a ministry or a church. Because he knows that together, unity, we all that. Hallelujah. So that's why the body of Christ, we must come together. Hallelujah. Forget about the isms and the schisms and who baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and who baptized in Jesus' name. Don't matter. Do you love him? If you love him and I, then I love you. Amen. Let's do this. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I wanted to say one thing. Um, sure. Just, Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, first of all, good evening to everyone. I love you all. We Mr. love you, Thank you to Kendra for sharing your story because not only does it help you and it helps people that go through, but, you know, I have my own story where God had to take me through the same process. And so it's always amazing that when I'm telling my story that I get to add your story on as well in Amen. order for others to be able to understand that it's not just one or you're not just thinking sideways. Um, or when they're looking at you and they're looking like, mm, oh, yeah, that was, you know, that was just, mm, that was just something right. that just happened. But they don't comprehend when you have to trust in God and God alone that you can't trust mm-hmm. in anything else. That you have to be sometimes what it feels like in the darkness and wait for His kisses to come in order for the light to be able to show up. Sometimes we're just going through what we're going through. It's not a bad going through. The thing is that He has to get us where we need to be for the next. Amen. And um, so I was, I used the analogy to, uh, a couple of days ago to a young man that I've been transporting uh, to Brooks Rehab um, because he got in an accident and he was drinking and driving, really, and he changed his life around. And he and I know God sent me to him right in the midst of the time, but I had to use the analogy of when we used to look at Star Trek. And on Star Trek, 
In order for you to be able to get back on that ship, you've got to be in the right position in order for Scotty to beam you up to be where you need to go, or they'll leave you right on that or they'll leave you on that planet and you lost. Well, and so that's the same thing with God is that you have to be in the posture and the position for the next. Yes. And if He's giving you something, like for instance, when I'm speaking to Him. Um, I was talking on the phone on one of the other prayer lines, and he's in the back seat. And I know God is so strategic that I, I got through traffic so late trying to pick him up. I'm usually off of um, – I usually pick him up before I get on that line. But just the way traffic worked, he ended up being in the car on the line, and they're asking me questions, so I have to. T- I had to tell my story. And, you know, they all like to call me the money lady. And so I have to tell my story about the money and how money started becoming, how when I was in deficit, God said, give your way out of this. And I don't know who that's for, but you know who it's for because you feel it in your spirit. He said, give your way out of this situation. He told you that he would, that if you gave, he would give back to you, pressed out, shaking together and running over in good measure that men will give unto your bosom. So he's telling us that we, if we trust in him, like Kendra said, you know, she changed and she decided, because I had to go through that same thing. I had a six-bedroom, five-and-a-half-bath house, single parent of three daughters, and I thought I was just doing it, driving an Acura. The world was wonderful. I did it. I was just me. No husband. They were gone. I did it. And God had to say, ah, strike it, wrong answer. So I ended up being sick. Why? Because, number one, I wasn't in the right place and posture for my next, which means that I missed my season. So now the easiest way that you think about that is if you plant, uh, if it's time for you to plant uh, seed into a ground for a harvest in the next season, guess what? If you didn't get to the feed store in time to get that seed when it's time to plant and there all your neighbors are planting, you don't have anything to plant. You try to hurry up and run to the store at the last minute, but guess what? The seed is gone. So you're stuck. So what are you doing in those seasons? When it's time to water and everybody looking at their crop waiting on the watering season, you don't have any seed in the ground. When it's time for a harvest, you don't have any seed in the ground. What else can you do? Guess what I was doing when I missed my season? I was sick with migraines uh, for two, almost three years, just totally sick. And God had to show me why I had to go through that because you weren't in place for the next. And there was something that you need to learn, which is trust in me. When I started trusting in him and I had to pray, God, oh, my God, you know, take this away. When I had to sacrifice, I could have sued the company that I used to work for, which was CSX Railroad. And how many of you know that that's some good money? But guess what? I said, God, if you just take these migraines away, those people can have every dollar of their money. And so guess what? I Those migraines started lightening up at that point. And, of course, people would kept calling attorney calling and everything, you know, uh, what are you going to do? I'm doing nothing. These migraines have stopped. And so we have to trust in him. So for whoever this is for, for Kendra's story, and Kendra, I promise you, I'll be using your story tomorrow. (laughs) Whoever this is for today, whoever is going through something and you're trying to figure out how am I going to get the rest of this money for my bill, guess what? Give in your lack and he will bless you. People uh, gamble all the time. And when they're trying to gamble their money, we're having more faith in a machine than we do in God. You want to go and put money in the machine and pull that slot and boom, boom, God, let me get a million dollars, you know, the little uh, mega lottery thing or whatever it's called, the lottery that they have going on here. Um, everybody's talking about it, and it's a lot of money. I don't, I keep forgetting to look at the billboard, but it's a lot of money. And everybody want to go get a lottery ticket, and they trust it. You know, just I'm trusting you for that. But guess what? God told you if you give, 
he will give back to you. So guess what? Why are you giving it to the lottery? You better be you'd be better off if you got uh you know, people that who, who gamble say, you know, my light bill is $400. I don't have a 50 Let me go on over here to this casino and play this $50. If that's the case, you might as well sow that seed into some good ground. You know what good ground is. You know, you got Apostle Darlene sitting over there. You got your church that's trying to do things. You have sow that seed where God tells you into some good ground because only people who have seed in the ground is happy when there is rain because they know they have a harvest next. Amen. Y'all be blessed in the Lord. Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this time, Father God, that we've come together, Father God, to hear your word. Thank you for how you showed up and showed out. Thank you for all the testimonies, Father God, and guess what? We know this is just the beginning. God, you promised us that our season would change. And, Father, just like our prophetess speeches just reminded us, Father God, as a man soweth, so shall he also reap. And for those of us that have sold, Father God, we know that we have a harvest coming. Thank you, Father, that you give us seed, Father God, to sow. Thank you, Father God, that you kept us, holy for such a time as this, and that as long as there's life, there's hope. I thank you that we're leaving this line, Father God, with new hope and new strength and new joy and new faith. And, Father, I'm so grateful for each one, Father. I thank you, Father, that you will continue, Father God, to be with us and to bless us. I thank you, Father God, that you'll meet us again tomorrow on Our Power, because you always do. You're a faithful God. And so, Father, I'm thanking you, and I'm asking all these things in your name, the name of Jesus the Christ, and I'm calling them done. Amen and amen. 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 I, I want to say one more thing. Um, I just want to say one more thing before we hang up. Um, and it's a testimony as to what I posted this morning to you. And, you know, a lot of you guys know what I've been going through, but a lot of people don't know that even with me not having a job and not doing well since I've been in North Carolina, I still have brought people into my home to live, feed them. Um, and they've taken me through a lot of stuff. So this morning, actually this week, I was really angry at one of the young people that I took into my home because, um, the total disregard for what the responsibilities of the home. If I'm only working part-time and you're working part-time, I don't expect you to come in here and not do what you're supposed to do around here. So I was very angry at her. Um, as a matter of fact, I spoke to her. I was very angry at her yesterday. And it's crazy because I've been taking my medication and I have not been able to get up in the morning for morning glory. But this morning I was up right on time for morning glory. So I called in and didn't Apostle Darling get all over me <laughs> about unforgiveness? Uh-huh. Sorry, Sugar. <laughs> she getting on me about something. And you know what, my immediately I got off the phone and I sent the young lady a very, very long three text text to let her know, listen, I'm not angry at you. I'm hurt and this is why. And this is what I think and this is what I how I feel because I've been there for her. Her mother threw her out in January. And um since January, she's lived with me and hasn't given me anything. And now we're in a situation where we need food and we need lights and we need, yeah. and she chooses to take her money and waste it on stuff. Jeez. So I actually sent her home. Because I think sometimes people just need to know, you know, you need to remember sometimes where you've been so that you don't bite the hand that's helping you when you when you come out of it. Like, I just feel like, 
you know, I'm, I was grateful for being on the line this morning because you made me roll back my anger and think about what was the source, the source of my anger. It was not that I was angry, I was hurt, and this is what you need. God basically told me what to say to her. And it rebuked me too, and I was thankful for that this morning. And I always, every time I'm able to get on the line, I get something, and I'm just really happy that all of you guys are on the line. I listen in often. I don't always speak, um, maybe on Friday night, but I'm just thankful to be part of this family and growing the way that I'm growing. And, you know, um, I find myself running to the line when I can get on the line just to be amongst, you know, God's people in the in the spirit, the way he falls with us. It's just like a chemistry we all have as a family, and I'm just happy to be part of it. Amen. Amen. And we're just happy that you're in it too, baby girl. Because we all have need of each other. And I know you don't get nothing else from Apostle. Please always remember that, you know, that we have need of each other and we must love each other. That's how people know that we're Christians. People are watching, and we must care about each other. Amen. Well, I got to go because I know my son's probably sitting, standing in the dark somewhere wondering where his mama is. (laughs) But it's okay, guys. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I have to go and pick up Mr. Kalen. Glory to God. But, um, you know, uh, he understands. This ain't the first time. Glory to God. Because um, he knows he's not my only child. Y'all are my children as well. Amen. And I love you. And I'll see you guys um, tomorrow um, for um, our power. God bless you. Talk to you later. Amen. Good night. Good night.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.